Welcome to the BCS Podcast, where we explore the basics of computer science concepts. I'm your host, Saran, founder of Code Newbie. And I'm Vaidehi Joshi, author and developer. And she is the brilliant mind behind the BCS blog series. Today we're talking about graph traversal. This season of BCS is brought to you by Dev Discuss. Dev Discuss is a show I work on with the team at Dev, an international supportive community for developers. The show addresses the many burning topics that pop up on Dev every day and is hosted by Jess Lee and Ben Halper, two of Dev's co-founders. Past episodes have included unpopular opinions with Kelsey Hightower, staff developer advocate at Google Cloud and a legendary voice in tech. So an unpopular opinion should be like, computers were a mistake. Was, <laughs> was this all worth it? And how changing your name is a difficult, unsolved, and sometimes personally devastating problem in tech. I basically walk through this world through this minefield of not knowing when I'm going to have this like sort of deep emotional wound reopened. As well as how little known tools can have big productivity gains. And I think it gives me the sense of structure, which I really enjoy. And also you can color code different things. Each episode features interesting guests from diverse backgrounds who are active in the software space. This podcast is your place for burning tech questions, answers, and genuine conversations. And we also end each episode with commentary from the everyday developers who call Dev home. You'd be surprised how many things making music and coding have in common. True to the Dev community, Dev Discuss wouldn't be possible without the input from all of you. So listen, rate, and subscribe to Dev Discuss wherever you get your podcasts. So we've talked about traversing things in the past. When we talk about traversing a graph, what exactly are we talking about? So when we talk about traversing through a graph, we're really just talking about searching through the data structure. And as we know, a graph is a data structure similar to a tree, but a little bit different. And we've talked about traversing trees. So now we're just going to focus on traversing and searching through a graph structure. And it's actually fairly simple because really, when you're talking about searching, you're really just talking about visiting every single vertex, every single node in the graph. And by proxy, when you visit every single vertex, you also visit every single edge in the graph. So that's really what mm. searching through a graph data structure is. It's a similar thing to like mm -hmm. searching through a tree, but this is a different structure. So it's a slightly different traversal algorithm. And so we're going to talk about two ways to traverse a graph, breadth-first search and depth-first search. These are not new things for us, right? We've talked about them before. Yes, we have. We talked about them quite a lot in depth. And just as a quick refresher, when we're talking about either of these two types of traversals, these two ways of searching, the real difference between them is the order in which the vertices of this graph are visited. So when we are talking about it in the context of trees, we are talking about, oh, how do you go about checking all the nodes in the tree? So similarly, when we're going to talk about mm. BFS, breadth for search versus DFS, depth for search, we're going to talk about it the same way. We're going to talk about how we're visiting the different nodes in the graph. And there are two big differences between depth-first search and breadth-first search. And we'll see those differences still hold true when it comes to a graph data structure. And what are those differences? So with depth-first search, we're traversing deep into the structure by visiting the children of a node before you visit its siblings. And mm -hmm. a depth-first search 
algorithm also uses a stack data structure to sort of help it keep track of which nodes it has visited as it works its way through the tree and searches it, or in our case, through the graph. But a breadth-first search algorithm traverses broadly. It visits the siblings of a node of a vertex before visiting its children. And unlike the depth-first search algorithm, it uses a queue data structure to help keep track of which nodes it has looked at and which ones still need to be visited in the searching mm. process. And for this episode, we're going to focus on breadth-first search. So what is the first step to BFS? Where do we begin? Oh, this is a great question because it's the first difference between a tree searching algorithm and a graph searching algorithm. So when we had a tree, it was pretty easy to know where to start because you start at the root and then you work your way either down or out, depending on whether it's depth first or breadth first. But with a graph, the first step is basically like figuring out where to start because there literally is no root node. A graph data structure is very different than a tree mm. data structure. It's not as obvious. So the first right. step is picking a vertex to start with. And because there's no root, there's no hierarchy, graph traversal can begin with pretty much any vertex in the graph. So you can just kind of choose one arbitrarily, and that's sort of your starting point for your search. Okay, cool. So I have my graph. I have my, uh, not my root node, my, my, my first node that I'm starting with. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? There are basically five steps to BFS in a graph. And I'll kind of talk through all of them. And it might seem like a lot, but just remember that once we know these steps, you're going to do the same thing to every single node. So once you really understand the order, just know that you're just going to repeat this again and again and again. So it's actually simpler than it might sound. So okay. the five steps of breadth-first search are, first, you have to add a node from the graph into a queue of nodes that are the ones we want to visit. So I mentioned earlier, you need a queue data structure to help you with BFS. This is that queue. Mm -hmm. So well, that's the first mm -hmm. step is add a node into the queue because that's basically your list of things to visit. The next step is to visit the first node in the queue. Pretty easy, right? <laughs> we put something in the list. Now we're going to look at the first thing in the list. And when you visit the first node in the queue, we want to mark it as visited because we're in the mm. process of visiting it. And the process of basically visiting a node is basically noting, hey, here's a node that exists. And also, who are its neighbors? Because those are the two mm. real important pieces of information that we need when it comes to figuring out how to search through this structure. So we've visited the first node in the queue. We've marked it as such. The next thing we want to do is look at whether the node we just visited has any neighbors. And if it does have neighbors, we want to look and see if any of those neighboring nodes, if any of those adjacent nodes have been visited or not. Because we have this queue, right? We have a queue where we're keeping track of things we have to visit. So you can mm -hmm. kind of probably guess what we're going to do next. So next up, you would check to see if there are any neighbors, and then you just add those to the queue. Exactly. But we don't just add them. We want to also check if they're visited or not. Because remember, that queue, that list of our nodes, is any node that still needs to be visited. So in mm. a situation, maybe it's not like obvious yet why this would happen. So in a situation where we're looking at a node, and we check to see if it has any neighbors, and its neighbors have already been visited, we don't want to add those to the queue. Because remember, our queue is just the list of things 
to be visited. We want to visit. So if we've yeah, already visited yeah. it, doesn't need to go into the list. Don't add it. Okay. Also, cool. if the node that we're checking has a neighbor who's already in the queue, we also don't want to add it because we somehow have already noted to ourselves, hey, visit this later, come back to it. So if we run into it again, we also don't want to, vi- to add it to the to-be-visited queue. Okay, so if it's already in the queue, don't add it. And if it's already visited, don't add Correct. it. Correct. Cool. In the last step, we've looked at the node, we've marked it as visited, we've looked at its neighbors and potentially added them to the queue. We have nothing left to do with this node, so we just remove it from our queue once we've finished visiting it. Seems easy, right? That seems pretty straightforward. It's like, go next door, see who the neighbors are. If they are there, if they haven't been added to the queue, add them to your list of neighbors to visit, and then go and meet some more neighbors. Once you're done with the neighbor that you visited, you just cross them off your list. Yeah, it's like when new people move to the neighborhood, you bring them a basket of muffins. It's like if you've already brought yeah. them a basket of muffins, you don't need you to keep bring bringing two them. Muffins. Just everybody gets one, That's one just basket. too thirsty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone, you don't have infinite time to bake gets, muffins here. That's true. Muffins take a while. <laughs> but yes, that's a good way of thinking about it. Basically, for every single node in this little neighborhood, we only want to visit it once and check its neighbors once and make notes to visit those neighbors only once. And once we're done, we cross them off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now we're like, oh, we're friends. I'll go borrow sugar <laughs> from them one day, whatever. <laughs> yes, I can finally get my sugar. Okay. <laughs> Cool. All right. Okay. So those steps make sense to me just on a really high level, but I want to see an example. Can we do one with a real graph? Yeah. Okay. So we'll start with node E. That node will have a neighbor A, which will have a neighbor B, which will have a neighbor F. Now neighbor F will have two nodes, C and G. Mm -hmm. Okay. Watch that one more time. So we have E attached to A, attached to B, attached to F. F has two nodes attached to it, C and G. So it's almost like a line of nodes, right? And then this little fork. Yeah. So it's not too complicated. The first thing that I think we have to do is pick a starting point. Yep, you got it. Who should we start with? Because okay. we could really just have a free-for-all here. We, we, we can go nuts. I think we should start with B. Sounds good. I like B. So that's the first step. Okay, Mm -hmm. so now we need to add B to our queue of nodes that we need to check. Exactly. Cool. So basically it's me saying I have my neighbor B. I know that neighbor B exists. Now I need to add B to my queue of neighbors to give muffins to. Exactly. Cool. Unfortunately, you only know about B, though, so you basically have to go over B's house because that's all you know about. Okay, so we're on a hill. And I, what? <laughs> I can only I trust you. We're gonna go somewhere only, with this, but I did not expect to be on a hill. We are on a hill and we can only see the house B. We can only see neighbor B. I see. And it's not mm-hmm. you see what I'm doing? You see what I'm doing here? You see you like This is it. your queue. Uh, okay. Your queue is on this a mountain now. <laughs> great topography. Yes. So we're gonna get to B and then it's only when we're actually visiting B that we can see B's neighbors. Exactly. Which are F and A. Yeah. And when you get to B, you basically can say, oh, I have B. I am going to mark it as visited. I'm officially at this neighbor's. I'm on their front yes. porch. Have the muffins I've given in them my the muffins. Hand. Yeah, exactly. I, I've yes. officially visited it. And also now I can check its neighbors. And yes. based on that, I'll know, do I need to go visit anybody else or not? 
So now I'm at B. You know, I'm at a different part of the mountain. So now I can see I can see the neighbors A and F. So now I'm going to add A and F to my queue, mm-hmm. to my list of neighbors to give muffins to. Yeah. And the reason you can add A and F is because they don't already exist in the queue. And yes. you know you haven't visited them yet because so far yes. you've only visited B. So now that I have done all those things, I'm basically done with node B, right? I'm done with my neighbor B. So I will cross them off my list or I will dequeue them. Mm -hmm. And now I'm ready to move on to the next item in my queue. Exactly. So now the next person that we need to visit is basically whichever neighbor you marked on your list first. In other words, whichever node is first in the queue. And I think we got to B and then we were like, oh, look, you have neighbors F and A. So that means you put F in the queue first and then A. So once you DQB, the next thing at the front of the queue to look at is node F. And so that's who you'll go okay. to deliver muffins to next. So we are on our way to F. We land at F. Now that we are at F's house, we are at a different part of our mountain. We can see its neighbors. Mm-hmm. And remember that F actually has its own two neighbors. It has a C and a G. So now that we're there, we're going to add C and G to our Q to our list of neighbors to give muffins to. Yep. And now that we've done that, we can mark F as visited. We cross them off the list and we dequeue them. Ooh, I have one more thing to say, which is that technically F has one more neighbor, B. Oh, oh, (laughs) I almost forgot about it too. But, but because this is like, this is a graph, not a tree. So technically F is connected to C and G and B. Yeah. So even though we came from B, that doesn't really matter in terms of us looking at the neighbor. We still have to consider B. Yeah, because B is still adjacent to F. And because this isn't a tree structure, B isn't a root node. It's just this random node we started with. Random neighbor. So we still have to like look from F's porch out at the vast Mm -hmm, wonder mm -hmm. of the neighborhood. And we're like, (laughs) oh, wait, B is actually its neighbor too. But the reason I said it was okay is that if you look at B and say we consider all of F's neighbors and we're like, oh, it has C, it has G, and it has B, but B has already been marked as visited. So we don't have to do anything with it. We can just ignore it. We don't need to worry about it. We're not going to add it to the queue. But this is a great example of why we want to check whether a node exists in the queue already or whether it's Mm -hmm. been visited because – Otherwise, you'd just be mm. perpetually baking muffins and going to everyone's house. Like, we don't want to go back to B. We already gave them muffins. Ain't nobody got time. Okay, so F has three neighbors, C, G, and B. We can ignore B since we've already been to B's house. Mm-hmm. So we're just looking at C and G. Now that we've acknowledged C and G and added them to our queue, added them to our list of neighbors to give muffins to, we are done with F. So we can cross it off our list or dequeue it. Yep. Okay, so now we look down at our list of people to visit and people to give muffins to, and we have A. Yes, A is now at the front. Now is at the front. And then we have the two nodes we just added, C and G. Mm -hmm. So next, we're going to go over to neighbor A, and we're basically going to keep doing the same steps. We're going to look and see what neighbors A has. And now that we're at A's house, we can see that A actually has a neighbor E and 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 because we came from B initially, A also has the neighbor B. Mm-hmm. 
Because remember, everything started from B. And so A technically has two adjacent nodes, E and B, but we can ignore B since we've already been to B's house. Exactly. So we really just have to deal with E and we're like, okay, well, E is someone we have to visit. Add it to the end of the queue and we marked A as visited, pop it off the queue. And now we just have C and G and E. Our newly added E. I guess technically we okay. DQ it. Popping is usually with the stack. Yeah. Ah, ah. Oh, I like popping though. It's so much fun. <laughs> so one thing that we didn't clarify at the beginning of describing this graph is that C and G are also connected. They're actually neighbors. So we have our node F. F has two nodes, two adjacent nodes, C and G, but then C and G are also connected. So there's a little triangle yeah, going on. It's a little on. love triangle so, in the neighborhood. little love triangle. A little muffin triangle. <laughs> there we go. And so when we are at C's place, we can see <laughs> our neighbor G, and we can also see our neighbor F. Because mm-hmm. remember, C has two adjacent nodes, G and F. Now, this is kind of where it gets a little interesting because we want to add G and F to the queue. We know we can't add F to the queue because F has already been visited. Can we add G to the queue? Well, if we look at our queue currently, what does it look like? It has C, G, and E. We haven't DQ'd C yet. We have C, G, and E in that order. We're visiting C, Mm. but G Mm -hmm. is already next in line. So it's It hasn't been visited, but it has been added to the queue. And those are the two times where we don't want to re-add something. So in this case, Mm. there's nothing to do with F. It's already been visited. And there's actually nothing to do with G because it's already been in queued. It's where we're going to go next. There's really nothing to add when it comes to C's neighbors. We kind of covered all our bases. We already went to one of its neighbors, and we're going to go to its Mm -hmm. next neighbor in the next iteration of this queue. Okay, so all we can do is just DQC. Exactly. Ha, DQC. I know, I saw, I, I noticed that too. I was like, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. The grammar was nerd fun. or the word nerd in me was just euphoric. <laughs> What's tickled? <laughs> okay, so C is gone. So left in our queue are G and E. Mm-hmm. So now we go over to G. And G has two neighbors. It has C, which is where we just came from. And then it has F, because remember, F had the C and G as its neighbors, that little triangle we talked Mm -hmm. about. But in both these situations, F has already been visited and C has already been visited. So we have nothing to do with G. Yep. Bye-bye G. Bye-bye G. So we can DQ it, cross it off our list of neighbors to give muffins to, and now we look at our queue and we only have one thing left. We have our neighbor E. So now we go all the way over to E, and now that we're on this side of the mountain, we can look out and see what neighbors E has. And E only has one neighbor. It has node A as its neighbor. And node A is a node that we've already visited, already gave muffins to. So there's nothing else to do for E. Yeah. And we are basically done with our traversal because now we've gone through every single node in our graph. We've made sure that it was added to our queue. We made sure that we visited it, looked at its neighbors, and then we removed it. And now that we're at the queue and it has nothing in it, we know that we're at the end of the search because... Well, we Mm -hmm. haven't added anything else. There's nothing else to do. We're done. Yeah. So once we DQE, our queue is empty and we're done. Exactly. And what's kind of cool about this graph traversal, I mean, actually, there's a lot of things that are cool about it. But one of the things that I like about it is that even though we picked an arbitrary place to start, we sort of 
did create this like leveling effect where we started with level zero, the first node in the graph was B, and then we sort of added its neighbors F and A, and we added those next, and that's sort of like level one, and then we added their neighbors, so that would have been E, C, and G, which was level two, Mm -hmm. and as we visited the neighbors of each node, we sort of got further and further away from our starting point which was B. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if we were kind of to reorganize this in the form of a tree, B could have been our root node. A and F could have been its children. And then E, C, and G could have been B's grandchildren. It's almost like you are sort of doing the BFS of a tree in a way in that you are going Mm -hmm. like level by level. We didn't go down one long path. We went level by level. We started at a node And then we sort of took one step further and further and further away from it. And that's the breadth Mm -hmm. part of BFS, of breadth first search. So what does this accomplish? What does this help us do? Well, I think the interesting part about this is that if we were to take note of one additional thing in this search, which we didn't really do in our example, but I think it would be easy enough to go through this example and do one additional step, which is that every time we visited a node, if we took note of who its parent was, we could basically create a path between any node and the node we started from. So in our case, it was B. Mm. But as you work through this graph and you do BFS through the structure, you could basically create these little parent pointers. So like little Mm -hmm. references that lead back to the parent of each node. And if you trace the parent pointers, you can work your way back to the starting node and use the parent pointers to sort of restructure the graph into a tree, which is what I was sort of getting at. And it's kind of like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. imagine if we went to deliver muffins to all of our neighbors and we were like, oh my God, this mountain's so big. I want to leave some breadcrumbs. Or or muffin crumbs, <laughs> as it were. Muffin crumbs. So I can sort of trace my path and I'll know, oh, I came from this place. So when I go want to go back, back to the starting point, I have to follow these crumbs. Just follow the muffin. And so that's sort of what those parent pointers are. And if you have parent pointers, you can actually determine the shortest path between any node in the graph and the so-called parent node or the starting node, which was V in our case. And mm-hmm. the interesting thing is sometimes you'll find many shortest paths. Sometimes you'll find many paths and like one of them might be shorter or two of them might be shorter than the rest, Mm -hmm. but it will give you at least one of the shortest paths between a node and the starting node. So now that we know that, I'm kind of wondering how to actually implement BFS and how well it performs. But unfortunately, we are out of time for this season. But next season, we're going to dig into the implementation of BFS and its performance. Yeah. And next season, we'll get into some more graph traversal stuff like depth first search, too. And those adjacency mm-hmm. lists will be back. So stay tuned. Good stuff coming stay up. tuned. And that's the end of the season. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and make sure to check out Vaidhi's blog post. Link to that is in your show notes. Also, make sure to take a listen to the Dev Discuss podcast that I help make. It's the first original podcast from Dev, a global community of software developers of all backgrounds and experience levels. And the show covers burning topics that impact the daily lives of programmers and beyond. Hosted by Dev co-founders Ben Halpern and Jess Lee. This episode was edited and mixed by Levi Sharp. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you next week.
Thank you.